Blog Talk Radio. got a notice from Blog Talk Radio saying, you know, where are you? <laughs> so uh, today's show will kind of give you an idea of where I've been and what I've been doing, and I'm ready to talk about it. And um, so recently my computer had a glitch of some kind, and I looked up on YouTube to see, you know, what it could possibly be, and I, I found a possible solution, so I went over to Best Buy to get the solution, came home and tried it, and it didn't work. So I took it back. Now, the process for returning something is that you have to have the receipt. So receipt in one hand, the item in the other. I went into the front door of Best Buy, and there's a guy there that checks everybody that comes in and goes out. And he has a marker. (laughs) So he marked my receipt and pointed to returns. So I went to returns with my marked receipt, and I gave the clerk my item. She took it and promptly gave me the cash. I had paid for it. Easy peasy. (laughs) The no stress express. And so I bowed to all the clerks and said, thank you for this very pleasant experience. And all the clerks went into shock, and one of them sputtered, we never hear that. (laughs) Now, the purpose of my story is we can get our life to be easy peasy. We can live on the no no stress express. Now, the way to this bliss is getting your life squeaky clean. And rendering under Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and unto God the things that are God's. So what I'm going to try to say in this show is we kind of are the cause of life being hard. We're the cause of all the stress in our life. So it's time we learned that and got on the easy path. Now, I have found this this particular solution. And I have to tell you, easy peasy is a lot better. (laughs) And incidentally, a friend came over and pretty much instantaneously found the cause of my computer glitch and fixed it on the spot. Easy peasy. No stress express. It was practically one click. Okay, so let's talk about this squeaky clean part. What am I trying to say? You know, my pro- this program actually began to be created about a year and a half ago, August 2017, when a uniformed security guard knocked on my door at my private residence in an 18,000-resident senior community here in California. And he asked to speak to my Airbnb guest. Well, she had already checked out, so I told him she had left. 
And then he said, you are in violation of the CCNRs of Laguna Woods Village by offering your residence on Airbnb. And we have the power to evict you and take possession of your residence. You are ordered to appear before the board on this date and time for the board's decision regarding this case. I stood there in absolute shock. What I had been offering was what I called the live-in experience in a senior community. And I had been doing it for a year and a half through Airbnb. And folks from around the world had come and stayed with me to be able to have the experience of our community, look at the housing, be a part of any and all of the activities, archery, tennis, golf, pickleball, shuffleboard, ping pong, long bowling, ride a horse, swim in one of the five pools, play bridge, see the sewing room, the wood shop, the art studio, go to a yoga or tai chi class a ukulele session or orchestra practice, line dancing, ballroom dancing, folk dancing, hula dancing, clogging, or Zumba. Watch a rehearsal by the old pros at the theater. Visit the ceramics studio, jewelry or lapidary rooms. Go to the photo or video studios. Visit our Channel 6 private TV station. I would send them our village newspaper and just ask them to list what they wanted to do while they were here, and I would set it all up for them and take them there as my guest. Now, the problem. Our CCNRs say we can't rent short-term. Minimum rental is three months, and you can't be in the unit while it's rented. But I never saw my Airbnb adventure as a short-term rental because I didn't rent to them. Airbnb rented to them. They paid Airbnb. Airbnb paid me to host them. I was their host. They were my guests. And under the CCNRs, we can have guests anytime we want. Guests can be any age. And stay up to 60 days. And I did have one guest stay 60 days while they looked for a place to buy. And incidentally, nearly 50% of the people who stayed with me did purchase a home here. $2,265,000 worth of new residents to our community. Some of my guests were in preliminary stages of planning retirement sometimes up to a year, uh, maybe two years away from their actual retirement time. And a lot of my guests realized while staying with me that our community is not what they want in retirement. One man said, I want a yard with fruit trees. I said, well, you can have a garden. You just have to drive there. And the woman said, I need room for my children and grandchildren to come. And I said, well, my children and grandchildren come. I mean, but not all at the same time. But they realized that they were not ready to downsize. 
So my realtor took them down to an upscale community near the ocean, and they looked at one and two million dollar homes because that's what they still want. <laughs> well, one lady was right here in Orange County. She wanted to go to the pool. So I took her to our outdoor pool that's heated to 88 degrees in the winter, and she walked into that pool, and a look of bliss came over her face, and she said, I never want to leave here. And within a month, she had sold her home in North Orange and bought a lovely three-bedroom with attached garage here in the village, and she's at that pool every day. She had a pool at her original house, but she had not been in it for 10 years, paying all that money for the upkeep and maintenance with no enjoyment. And she had a tile roof on her home, too, and she was ecstatic that she would never have to ever worry about that roof again because outside maintenance and landscaping is all taken care of for us here in the village. And I will never forget two women who stayed with me. One was from Boston. And Boston had had the worst winter in years and years that year. And the other woman was her friend from high school who lives in Arizona and had really just come over to be with her friend while she was in California. And when it came time for them to leave, the girl from Boston said, I don't want to go back to Boston. And the girl from Arizona held on to me and began to sob. And she wouldn't let me go. She said, this has been so wonderful. I really don't know how I am going to have to go back to my life in Arizona. And as I held her, I said, all things are possible. Begin to make whatever changes are necessary to be able to have the life that you have just had for the past five days. It's possible. All things are possible. And I looked at the woman from Boston and said, Lady from Boston, that goes for you too. (laughs) And now I had to face the guillotine. I was terrified. Could they take my place? This place that I had worked for with my own strength and energy? No husband died and left me this place. I had a wedding business I ran for 22 years, and I saved every dime I made to buy this place. It was my home. Home is indispensable in the genetic structure of a woman. Man needs sex. Woman needs a home. And for two years I had written in my decree book, a home for Marcy's body, a home for Marcy's body, a home for Marcy's body. I still have those notebooks in which I wrote that decree on every line for two years, a home for Marcy's body. And now they could take it all away from me and evict me from the community without a trial, without a chance to come into compliance. Am I guilty until proven innocent? Will I have a chance to prove my innocence? All I could do at that point was to go to the meeting, get into a private room, and at a table in front of me sat four people, the president of the board, two other board members, 
and that uniform security guard. He was the first to speak. He went up to the microphone and read his report, and his report documented, yes, there was an Airbnb guest. And I was asked by the president of the board if it was true, and I said yes. Well, that was it. They informed me that I could not do Airbnb within the community. I was fined $500. I was ordered to take my ad off of Airbnb. And then that president of the board pointed her finger at me and said, We will be watching you. And it all went so fast, I really didn't realize until I got home that apparently I wasn't evicted. I was just guilty of violating the rules, and I so I paid the $500 fine. Now, this was in August, and I was booked through Christmas. So I had to cancel all my reservations, and I took the ad off of Airbnb. I did get a, a hold of a high-up person at Airbnb, and I explained the entire situation to him, and he helped me let everybody know that I couldn't have them come um, to visit. And I got, and then I got on a plane and went to Omaha to spend the next three months at my daughter's while I processed everything that had happened. The first thing I had to deal with was all of the other violations I personally knew about that were going on every day, every day, every day within the walls of this community. I mean, just within my eight-unit building, the gay guy downstairs rents out his place to an ever-changing roommate. He just doesn't report that he charges the guy's rent. And you can't, because you can't have a paying roommate, but you can have a non-rental co-resident. <laughs> I know, I can hear you laughing. <laughs> RCC and ours are so antiquated that the co-resident originally, you know, was a wife who was considered a non-paying person, right? A non-person period. Another unit here has a resident who is a felon. And my other neighbor licenses his car in South Dakota. South Dakota. He said when he moved to the U.S. from Central America, he researched all the laws of each state, and he found out that South Dakota will license a car anywhere. The car doesn't have to be in South Dakota, and it's the cheapest license in the U.S. So he got plates for both his cars in South Dakota. Now, the law in California here says if you, when you move here, you have 60 days to get your car licensed in California. However, he's been here two years, and he maintains those South Dakota plates to keep from having to pay California state income tax. And the gay guy downstairs licenses his plate in Arizona for the same reason. And the numbers of able-bodied people who have disability license plates in that disabled placard to get the special parking is huge in this 18,000 resident community. And they drive things like big trucks and, and um, fancy sports cars. 
Another resident has gotten permission for a local church to have a meeting in one of our clubhouses. And now anyone is allowed through the gate on Sunday morning if they say they're going to church. And that includes a large homeless population that comes each Sunday to get the big sack of groceries the church gives out. I just wonder who sees if they all leave or not, because petty theft has gone up in that area. But no one can fault the church, because that would be politically incorrect. Also, our clubhouses are only supposed to be for resident events, not everybody in Orange County. I'm sure glad I don't live in that area. And you know what? The church lists our private clubhouse as one of their main meeting places. And they use it because it's cheap. And it keeps them from having to pay the big money to rent something on the outside. They know that clubhouses are only supposed to be used for resident events. And if it were only residents who attended, I would be okay with it. But not everybody and their brother who lives in Orange County and all of the Laguna Beach homeless people. My friend at the pool rents, and her daughter and her husband stay with her all the time. They stay 60 days, and then they go to a hotel one night and come back in for another 60 days. And they've been doing this for two years. And this woman's landlord owns 10 rental units, even though the CCNR say you can only own one. I asked him how he owns 10 10 units. He said, oh, you know what? There's always ways to do anything you want to do. So here's where I want to have my discussion because this is a true statement. There are ways to do anything you want to do. Every day on Judge Judy, you hear about the games people play to get around the system, to get welfare, all the lawyers who work with doctors to get somebody's Social Security disability, to be on somebody else's insurance, to save money. And I like to watch cops, and it's just amazing to me how people just drive with a suspended license or no license, no car insurance, no registration on the car. Most don't even have personal identification. You know at least one of these people. Perhaps you are one of these people. Well, while I sat on my daughter's patio each day, I pondered all these things. First, I went through the process of justifying myself, (laughs) all the good I had done for the community, all the happiness I had brought to all of my guests, and I felt sorry for myself. It took nearly a month before I could even look at the fact that I was guilty. Then I had to decide if I wanted to stay living in this retirement community. I've been here 19 years. But when I signed all the papers to be qualified to be a resident here, of course, of course, there was nothing in the CC&Rs about Airbnb or anything about dozens and dozens and dozens of other new regulations that have been passed by every board that's been elected during the last 19 years. Our CCNRs are now a 10-inch thick constitution regulating nearly every moment of our life. 
I guess when I signed those papers to become a resident, there must have been some teeny tiny sentence somewhere that said, I agree to these terms and also (laughs) every single new rule that each succeeding board adds on. But as a fully matured, self-sufficient, sovereign adult, do I want the board to be my relentless mother and father constantly dictating to me what I can or cannot do? Well, one morning I overstepped my boundaries of being a guest in my daughter's home, so it was decided I should go home for a while. (laughs) I called the airline and got a seat on the first plane out of Omaha the next morning. I arrived at my home only to find out that the person who was taking care of my home and my car for me while I was gone had been driving my car. I had never given him permission to drive the car. He was just supposed to start it to keep the battery up and move it in and out of the carport to keep the tires from going flat. But his son was visiting, and he had given his son his car to drive, And while he was here, and he was driving my car. I was just astounded. You know, while the cat's away, the mice will play, right? Boy, was he embarrassed. Wow, he said, I didn't know you were coming. Duh. (laughs) Well, I was here at my home for three weeks, and then I headed back to my daughter's for her birthday party and Halloween and a special ice skating show she was going to be in under the auspices of the U.S. Figure Skating Association, of which she is a member. And we had gone to all of her practices together, and I wanted to see the show. And her group did win the Blue Ribbon Trophy and individual medals. Well, by this time, I had done my research on where else in the world I could go to live. But it all came down to there just wasn't anything anywhere that offers as much for what it costs here than where I now live. And where I live is in California, not where one of my kids lives, like Omaha, where they have something called winter, or Dallas, where it's over 100 degrees, 100 straight days last year, or St. Louis, where the humidity is 98% most of the time. No, it's I'm in California. So once I decided I was going to stay in my current community, I then received the message from Spirit to get my life squeaky clean. Okay, I confess, I also have been one of those people who knows how to get around the system. My doctor had asked me how he could have a garden here in my resident community. And I said, well, I'll just put you on my manor as a co-resident, which will get You in and out of the gates, and you can get a garden. He never lived here. He never paid me anything because our deal was I wouldn't charge him, and he wouldn't charge me. He's Chinese, and he does acupuncture, and I go for a monthly osteopathic manipulation, which keeps all my joints working smoothly. It's not covered by Medicare. But he just doesn't charge me. So he tends his garden. That's another benefit we have here. There's a special area that is divided into individual garden plots, and he grows tomatoes and zucchini. We have an orange tree and a fig tree and squash and a lot of other stuff from time to time. But it's against the rules to have a co-resident 
who is not a resident. And at a recent board meeting on our private TV station, the same lady who pointed her finger at me and said, we will be watching you, stated that next they're going to go after all of the manors who have co-residents who don't live here. She said they were aware of residents putting a person's name on their manor so they could park their motorhome in our lot or their horse in our stable or play golf at our greatly reduced rates or let someone have a garden. (gasps) So I went to him immediately. I told him I have to take his name off my manor. I told him he could still tend the garden, but he would have to stop playing ping pong, and he had become one of the trophy winners at ping pong. So then I meticulously examined every aspect of my life now that I had my doctor off my manor to see if there was any place else where I was not squeaky clean. Let's see. My car is registered in California. My license plate is through California, and the tags are current. I have full coverage car insurance. No one else is on my insurance. No one else drives my car, ever. I am a licensed driver. I have no pets. I live in health, so I don't take any medications. So there's no need to find ways to get medications or Social Security disability. I earn enough money to, I earned enough money doing my wedding business. I don't need to fabricate a situation to get welfare. I am now very mindful of no parking areas, speed limits, need needs for permits, rendering under Caesar the things that are Caesar's. And this gets me to my opening story about returning my item to the Best Buy and getting our life easy peasy. Getting your life squeaky clean is going to be that first step towards the easy-peasy life. Even if you think that what you do to beat the system in order to save yourself some money might cost you more, in the long run, it's going to make your life easy-peasy. All that energy you use to keep running around the system can be used to just be stress-free, be happy, Because it will relieve the pressure. You know you're doing what you're doing is wrong. So getting things squeaky clean will allow your body to relax. And then it will have time to clear up some of that chronic stuff that's costing you your health and money. And a lot more than you're saving running around the system. When you're squeaky clean, you have your receipt and you go back to the store to return the item, and it goes easy peasy, no stress express. See, the squeaky clean life doesn't have to always be trying to come up with the excuses as to why we didn't do what we were supposed to do. We don't like to reap the consequences of getting found out, because, and then deep down inside of us, our sacred heart is saying, I would desire that you live in peace, free of stress, being in the knowing 
that you did your part. You are clear. You know, down in our heart, we know what to do. We have a brain in our heart. Actually, it's the ruling brain of everything. It rules the brain in our head. And the brain in our heart is telling us every day what is best for us. Just begin to listen to your heart and do what it's telling you to do because that's the first step to the no express highway of happiness, gratefulness, and thankfulness.